you prepare our minds for the lesson that will be given this morning, we will take a moment and look over two passages, the first of which will be 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. Again, that's 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 1. little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. The second verse will be in Revelation chapter 12, verse 6. Again, that's Revelation chapter 12, verse 6. heard a loud voice from heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of, of our brothers has been thrown down. He accuses them day and night before our God. title of the lesson this morning is contained in two words. I hope that you can remember them. The first word is advocate. The second word is accuser. Both of those words are taken directly from the passages of Scripture that Alec just read. So the first of the unsee images to help you perhaps follow along with the lesson this morning, I hope you can see the unsee This morning we're going to look at the words advocate, accuser, Jesus, our advocate, and Satan, our accuser, as that idea is developed in a larger sense of the Bible in other passages of Scripture. Finally, we'll get to the larger circle that relates to application. passage, those passages rather, before we get to those words, I want to say a few words about motive. It's impossible to not say a few words about motive. It's all over the news. And I can assure you, it's been all over the Prather family. (laughs) And there has been nothing that has sustained us so much as your calls and your acts of kindness. I hope we realize 
that one of the great enduring ministries of Christianity is caring for each other. That's what we do. And when we do it, it is not just a box to check. It is instead a discouragement to dispel, a frustration to dispel. That's what we do when we make a phone call. That's what we do when we bring a meal, a little bitty silly check. It's the difference, and it's not that big of a difference. And so as we continue to learn in this life, perhaps we can be reminded of the book of Titus. That every single negative that comes our way can go out into a positive that is being decided and shaped and molded through the life of the Lord. There's something good you can do as the song says there is a work for every Christian in the kingdom of the Lord so during these next weeks and months I hope that you will be as kind to others as you have been to J.D. and I because it really meant a great deal and we thank you very much Jesus, the advocate, versus Satan, the accuser. Passage number one, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. John says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And so far, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, there's nothing really surprising about what John the Apostle has to say. With the power of heaven's very own throne, he writes to us as little children, encouraging us to live soberly and righteously and godly in this present world to not sin. That's what he wants. But then he says something surprising just a little bit to people who are not accustomed to God's ways, at least. Because in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, God provides a plan B. Plan A, do not sin. But conscious of our weakness, God does not stop there, and he provides this beautiful plan B in the form of his son. These things write I unto you that you may not sin, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous.
message is powerful enough by itself. And yet, appreciating the word advocate, one of the titles of the lesson this morning, makes us understand this passage and love God that much more. Because the word advocate in the Greek language was the word that was used for attorneys. They didn't have a completely developed crazy court system like we have. But if a person was accused of a major crime, when they went to the hearings that took place, they did not go by themselves. They hired someone who was very eloquent. They hired someone who was an expert at the law. And instead of standing at the bar of judgment all by themselves, the judge, the people, by themselves, stood there in the presence of an advocate who would plead their case for them. Jesus in that way. We are the accused. Standing on trial for our accusation. Working for the defense. But if any man sin, advocate to the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Second passage, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. And this is a passage that must be understood in the triumphant present tense of the book of Revelation. Unfortunately, in our age, the book of Revelation has been stolen from us and projected into the premillennial future. But listen to the language of Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Think about the triumphant present tense when John says, Now is come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God. Now! John was writing 2,000 years ago in the triumphant present tense of his message is just as relevant in his moment as it is in ours. Now is come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. We can stop right there and be very happy. John doesn't stop right there because he goes ahead to say for the accuser of our brethren is cast down 
And in that phrase, John captures the language of the Bible that goes back to Isaiah. It goes back to the Gospels. It goes back to the image of the powers that arrayed themselves against God, including the satanic powers that array themselves against God being cast down. Jesus saw it in his life. John saw it in his life. We can see it with the eyes of faith. The accuser of our brethren is cast down. Who is he? He is the one who accuses us day and night before God. So many descriptions of Satan in the Bible. And here's one never to forget. word accuser is very interesting in the Greek language. When you're a child on the playground, some friend might come up and say, nanny, 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 you did this. When you're older, you might have an automobile accident. Someone just really knocks their lives and they get out of the car and they get into your face and they're This passage says that he has a 24-hour-a-day job accusing us before God 24-7. That's who he is. That's what he does. And I hope among a few things you might learn from this sermon. Satan is merciless and relentless and heartless in his opposition against God and against you, accusing you roughly. expand the circle a little bit, see if there are passages in the Bible that help us to appreciate this more. What about Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2? Turn over there if you'd like. I'll not be referring to any particular verse, but I suspect that you can remember the story of Job and of Satan going into the presence of God and saying, He's no good. He's only good because you protected him. He's only good because you haven't allowed me to touch him. But if you allow me to touch him, he'll curse you to your face. That's the accuser at work. And night and day, Satan in the presence of God is saying, Roland's no good. 
Janie's no good. Bill's no good. None of them are any good. It is his vicious nature. Accusing. Accusing. Roughly. Seeking whom he may devour. And if that was all that there was in the presence of God, woe to a man. Read with me now Romans chapter 8, verse 34. There is an accuser, but there is also an advocate. And Paul seems to be mindful of the accuser. He seems to be mindful of those vicious, relentless accusations because he throws up his hands and says, Who is he that condemneth? It is if Paul is saying, There's no one there. Paul knows that someone is there, but his effect is negated. Who is he that condemneth? Who is he that relentlessly accuses? Christ died. Yea, rather was raised from the dead who is at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. And the conflict of eternity is summarized in the words advocate and accuser. And Paul concludes that the battle is won because Jesus has entered the presence of God with his very own blood more glorious, more powerful than Satan is relentless and vicious. And so what do we do? Let's go to that final circle, that biggest circle What about our choice for ourselves? Satan has a trump card. When he accuses us, in fact, all he's got is face cards. Because he's right. And we know it. That horrible, vicious, relentless accusation. Don did this, and Don did that, and Don did it again. His ace, his face card, is the fact that I have. 
they going to do? I submit to you this morning that the greatest miracle of all is not the sun rising every morning. Where we live, the sun floods down Onion Creek from the east to the west. It's a glorious sight, but it's not the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle is mentioned in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. God's mercies are new every morning. And yes, I did. And yes, I did. And yes, I probably did it again. But God's mercies through the death of his son are greater than what I did. And the miracle that we are called on to embrace the greatest miracle of all is that God is able to look through what we once were to what Christ has remade us as. The ability not to see is the miracle in God's eyes. And the miracle to see ourselves as God sees us. That's the miracle of faith. What about other people? We have a choice. We can be accusers, and I can say, Janie, you did it. You did it, and I still can't find my belts. Or something silly like that. Over 44 years of marriage. Repeated. Over decades of friendship. Repeated. We can be each other's accusers, can we not? And as vicious as Satan is, as relentless as Satan is, we can be just as nasty and mean in our memories. Why would we do that? And we can choose to be one another's advocates. Choose to be each other's advocates. Why don't we? Builder, uppers, instead of terror downers. We have a choice to make about ourselves. Advocate or accuser. We have a choice to make about others. Advocate or accuser. And finally, I would say <clears throat> we have a choice to make as a congregation. Congregation have personalities. They certainly do.
and let us pray to God this morning. That as we move from this morning toward our future as the Church of Christ in Dripping Springs, Texas, that we abandon every bad habit of accusing, tearing down, and destroying, and replace it instead with the example of Jesus, that great plan B. People make mistakes. But if any man sin, they have an advocate with the Father, and we can be advocates for each other. The lesson is yours. Thank you for your kind attention. If you have a need, please come while we stand and sing. Thank you. 